If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also reach out to Man Blues via email at manblues at gmx.com, at manbluesuk on Twitter, or find us on Mastodon by searching for at manblues. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This week's show is actually about procrastination. So first of all, please let me apologise for the stupid, jokey previous episode that I did on this. I thought it would be a funny idea, but what that funny idea did was it also highlighted what the issue is with procrastination. I had that idea for the joke episode for about two weeks before I even recorded it. Because in my head, I was like, yeah, I can record that. I know I've got a really simple idea. It's not going to take me long to do. I'll only need 10 minutes. But then guess what? I never actually forced myself to find the 10 minutes to record it. But before I sat down to record even the joke episode, I did make notes on this episode itself because I did want to do an actual episode about procrastination. And the mad thing is, I'm actually procrastinating talking about procrastination because we're into this episode in the, you know, it's been at least a minute and I've still not even discussed it. So, without further ado and without further delay, which is key here, let's talk about procrastination. So why do we do it? Why do we as human beings procrastinate? So I read a few things on the internet and I do like to regurgitate some of that stuff for you. So here we go. Quote, People sometimes procrastinate because they overestimate how much they can achieve in a certain time frame. They may also feel overwhelmed by tasks that keep pouring in from every direction. So there you go. That's pretty much what procrastination feels like. I mean, the overestimation part of it, I kind of, I don't know whether I buy into that myself. I know how long it takes to record these podcast episodes. It's not just me sitting here for 15 minutes, 18 minutes, whatever, and just talking about some subject. I do some research on the subject beforehand. And even before I do the research on the subject, I'm trying to make a note of the subjects I want to discuss in my phone. It starts there. I'll be out and about somewhere and I'll have an idea for an episode and I'll grab my phone and I'll note it down. There have actually been times when I thought, I don't need to note that down, I'll remember it. And I didn't remember it. And I had some good ideas for episodes. Gone. They just vanished. So procrastination comes from all angles and can start anywhere. And it can be very little things. I mean, everybody has done the bit where they've walked into the kitchen and they've seen the sink is full of washing up and they've thought, meh, tomorrow. Putting off till tomorrow what you can do today... But that's what procrastination is. It's literally thinking, I've got loads of time to do that until there's an urgency, until there's a necessity. But the problem is, what about importance? What about any deadlines? How does that work? How does any of that function into your life? Does a deadline focus you? Is the importance of the task going to change your approach to it? For instance, whenever I get emails coming in about something that needs to be paid, that's done. Click. Finished. It's off my to-do list because at the back of my head, a little flea keeps biting at my brain, telling me that that's not being done yet. So bills come in, click, boom, paid. 
But then other things come in where I just think, ugh, you know, like for example the covering on the roof of my garden shed came off from in a strong wind. It was months before I got round to putting it back on, knowing full well the consequences of me not finishing that were that I might need to buy a new shed because the wood would rot. Beautiful sentence there, by the way, wood would rot. So the point is, why didn't I consider the job of fixing the shed roof to be important enough to require my attention? Why did I leave it for months? But why is a bill to pay some company more important to me? What's my fear? Because clearly I'm afraid of something. The reason why when I get my email from the gas and electric company that I jump straight on it and give them my figures is because I'm afraid it's going to affect what I have to pay. So am I so money focused and money driven that that's what my problem is? That's what affects my procrastination. I decided to ask the question, is procrastination bad? And I got really quite a worrying response. If you type in that sentence into any of your search engines, the first one I found said this, procrastination is connected to negative functioning and risks to mental health. People who procrastinate tend to have high levels of anxiety as well as poor impulse control. Procrastination is even linked to physical illness. Now that's worrying, right? But why don't we ever think of that? Why doesn't that cross our minds that maybe this procrastination where, you know, it's the road most traveled, it's the easy route, it's the sitting down on the sofa when you don't want to get up and do something. Yeah, that's the easy job. But it's like with the weight loss issues, you're not going to lose weight just by sitting down and eating well. You have to get up and do something. But procrastination is a real problem that prevents you from getting out of your chair and doing something. So I drilled into the high anxiety side of things. The high anxiety is a suggestion that I'm avoiding a particular task because of the fear of it. I mean, sure, I can sort of see that. Because my son, he puts off things, but we originally assumed he puts off things, puts off doing these things because he doesn't necessarily know what's involved. For instance, when he had to do his university application, we were like, you know, the deadline's coming, you need to get on with it. Ah, no, it's okay. But you haven't even looked into it. You don't know how much you need to do. So as I've said many times before, we can't teach our son anymore. He now has to learn. So we were at the point where we're standing over him and basically saying, just have a look, see what's involved. See if it's a 50 page application form or a two page application form. We need to know these details so we know how much time to plan in to do them. Well, it turned out it was a lot more complicated than he first imagined. And that doubled down on his procrastination. As soon as he found out how complex it was, he wanted to do it even less. Now bear in mind, this is someone who wants to go to university. He just didn't want to have to put in the hours to do the paperwork. And the same thing is when my sister gave my son a job application for the local hospital to work on the on the bank. 29 pages in a Word document. And he just shut down and didn't want to do it. So I took it off him and did it for him. Because to me, 29 pages of document isn't a problem because I've been doing this sort of thing for years. So a 29 page document doesn't frighten me. Two hours sitting in front of the computer filling in the UCAS form doesn't frighten me, but it does him. So he'll avoid doing something if it's not needed for tomorrow because he doesn't see the urgency. But then that also, you know, these things are also getting in the way of his fun. So I mean, my wife has spent many years saying to my son to try to help him motivate himself. It translates well from the German, but the phrase is first the work, then the fun. And it's kind of a really good maxim to live by. 
if you get that thing done that you've been putting off and you're going to feel better afterwards. Nobody has ever done an outstanding job and walked away from it and gone, I feel worse after having done that. Nobody does that. But you forget that in the moment when you know you've got that thing you have to do that you don't want to do. You don't want to invest any emotional time. You don't want to invest any physical time. But afterwards, you always feel better. Nobody has ever gone out for an evening run, come home and said, I feel awful. I wish I hadn't gone out for a run. That's what procrastination does to you. It affects you in such a negative way that you think you're happy because you're not having to do stuff. But in actual fact, you're not happy. You're not doing the thing that needs to be done. You need to reframe it. So I looked into the poor impulse control side as well. So impulse control issues refer to the difficulty some people have in stopping themselves from engaging in certain behaviours. Now this could also apply to starting with certain behaviours. See, my wife would love to have a tidy house. She wants to have a clear out. She wants to get rid of all the clutter that she's gathered over all the years. But the problem is, she looks at the entire house as the problem. Whereas I'm saying to her, no, 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 bring it down into a room. In that room, bring it down to that cupboard. In that cupboard, bring it down to that shelf. In that shelf, bring it down to that little box. And then suddenly, all of it is manageable. She can't do that. In her head, the whole house needs doing. How is she ever going to get around that problem? She wants to have the house tidy, but because she can't see these small jobs, she never gets started. She tries really hard. She does an amazing job with herself. She's really open to her emotions. She understands what she's going through, but she will very often finish work and then sit there in the evening for an hour or two, playing on her phone, watching TV or whatever, because she needs that downtime. But then immediately after she's had the downtime, she wants to go to bed. The next morning she wakes up and the first thing she does is, I wasted the evening yesterday. I could have spent some time sat in the house. And I keep trying to remind her, stop putting yourself under pressure to do something you've got plenty of time to do. But because she's got plenty of time to do it, she procrastinates over it. This is the irony of it. She gets worried about it. She gets anxious about what she needs to do. And she ends up putting, getting herself in such a state that she's not doing it. I mean, even as I'm talking now, that quote that I had about procrastination being connected to negative functioning and risks to mental health. When I first read that, that didn't apply to me. But as I'm talking now, I can clearly see that it applies to my wife. And this is affecting her mental health, her anxiety and her impulse control. And it's very strange to see that kind of laid out for me. I'm going to have to have a nice, decent talk with her when she gets home. So I started to wonder why even procrastination is a bad thing. Surely, if what I'm avoiding was actually important, I'd just get on with it. Well, I've already explained that I do that, but my wife doesn't. And my son doesn't. Neither of them get on with the important things because for them, everything is, oh, it'll do, it'll keep, it'll happen tomorrow. So I do agree with that. For me, as I say, it doesn't quite work. But it will apply to something, for example, when I want to do something creative. I play the guitar a lot. I write songs. I've done some recordings. I like to have a little bit of a play and a dabble and I get these great ideas. But then I never actually sit down and do them. And what's even worse, as we roll into the great weather in the summer, I sit here in the, on a Saturday afternoon and I look out the window and I think, gosh, it looks beautiful outside. Why would I want to spend the next three hours sat in front of the computer programming some MIDI tracks so that I can work on a song? It doesn't appeal to me. That to me is something I need to be doing in the evening when it's dark and there's no TV on. The problem is, is that you lose the appetite for the work that you're trying to do. And then what about what happens if you've got apathy towards the project in the first place? One of the worst things I can do for myself, and I do this every time, is I'll get a that'll do mentality. 
None of the songs I've ever recorded I've ever thought that's the best thing I've ever done. The songs are great, I like them very much, I sing on them quite well, I can play the instruments quite well, but none of it is great. I'm not an excellent guitarist, I'm not an excellent singer. I have good ideas, but I can't necessarily translate them. And so I get to a point where I just think, yeah, that'll do. Sounds good enough. I'm quite happy for other people to hear that now. And then I'll come back to it three, four, ten years later, and I'll listen to it and I'll go, that sounds awful. Why did I think that was good? I mean, take this podcast as an example. This is the possible best example I can give anybody of procrastination, because what I did early on was I figured I was going to have a weekly episode, it was going to be approximately 15 minutes long, there you go, give or take, and I thought, you know what, let's get ahead of the curve, I'll record a few episodes in advance so I'm not putting myself under pressure to do one every week. And bearing in mind, I'm going through these recordings right now. If you've just found the podcast, you can just go through all those episodes, you can rattle through all 52 of them, and you get to the 53rd episode, which is the start of season two. But what you won't understand is, I'm doing these episodes as we speak. I mean, that's that's the detachment you get with the podcast, because once it's out there in the world, you can listen to it at any point. But you don't necessarily quite follow that there's somebody sat there having to sit here and do the piece of work. That's not me having a go at you. It's not your fault. I decided to do the podcast. But I'm trying to get to the point that because I've recorded so many episodes in advance, I think at the moment where I stand now, it is May. It's late May, but I'm sorted for episodes until late June. So I've got five episodes ahead. I mean, okay, one's going to go out tomorrow, but I'm five episodes ahead of myself. That's given me an entire month off. But once I get to the point where I, you know, it happened a couple of months ago where there was only two episodes in advance I panicked and I recorded three in one week because that's what happened to me that's when I had that procrastination bang it just hit me in the face there's only two episodes left Leon you need to get down you need to start recording some stuff but it's the effort to sit and to do them I mean just now you're benefiting from the fact that the music has changed for series two I spent a long time working on that, easily a fortnight, just piecing it all together and getting the right music, you know. But was it actually necessary? Did I need to change the music? Because it tells them anyway which season they're listening to, so was it necessary? Or have I just been wasting my time avoiding doing something else? So moving into Positivity Corner, which we love to do, I was trying to figure out what you can do to beat your procrastination, how you can stop doing it. Now, I found two really interesting sites that had uh, five bullet points and eight bullet points. I'm going to read them both out because there is an awful lot of advice out there. But the tragedy of it is you need to motivate yourself in the right time to get yourself to actually have a look at how to... That's the irony because if you want to stop procrastinating, the first thing you'll need to do is you'll need to grab some tech, be it your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your phone. You need to grab some tech and do some research. But what do you normally do on your tech? You normally do anything but. So the first thing I did when I came on here, knowing I was going to record the episode, checked all my emails. Brilliant. Then I went on the social media. Brilliant. What was the point of that? Why didn't I just go straight in, open the recording software, get open my notes for the episode, pull the microphone across the table? It's taken that effort for me to go, no, focus, Degsy. Come on, get in the game, sit down, record the episode. So... The first five tips I'm going to read out for you are quite generic and quite general. But the second set are more specific to students, but they will translate into other spheres. So the first five tips to avoid procrastination is one, set small goals. Mostly the thought of completing one large task can seem overwhelming. As I say, my wife wants to clean the entire house. Not going to happen, but look at that box and that shelf in that room. 
And number two is to organize your tasks. And that sort of feeds into the first point, really. Number three, focus your attention. I mean, that couldn't be more clear, could it? Number four is to remove distractions. Nowadays, that's very tricky because, as I say, I'm sat here on my computer and that is the distraction. And number five is to forgive yourself because you can give yourself a hard time about taking time to do things or not doing things quickly, but sometimes you've just got to forgive yourself. So as I say, these next eight were taken from a college website, which had a, a great deal of support in there for the students. But I decided to note them down anyway, because these will translate into other spheres of life. So number one is admit that you're procrastinating. That is the very first hurdle to leap. So admit that you're procrastinating. Number two is to pick a good study location. Okay, that kind of taps into the thing about removing distractions. You know, pick somewhere good to go to do what it is you need to do. That still applies. Number three is eliminate distractions. Yep, we've had that one. Number four is set goals you can reach. Again, we've had that. The only difference is, is that on the previous list of suggestions, it was to saying to set small goals. So bearing those in mind. Uh, number five is to work with a study group. Yes, ideal for studying because you can find that the group can focus perhaps a lot better, but then it's not necessarily going to apply to everything. Number six, reward yourself. I agree with this 100%. But you have to measure the rewards. You can't say to yourself, specifically in a studying environment, you can't say I'm going to study for half an hour and give myself three hours of gaming afterwards. That's not the right balance. And again, it's really important to understand what it is you're trying to do as to whether you can manifest those rewards and how easily you can even apply those rewards. And number seven is to take a break. Yep, one hour on, one hour off, whichever works best. And of course, that again is driven by the deadlines and the timeframes, which of course you've already decided because you've already laid out what your small goal is going to be. And number eight, and probably very importantly, hold yourself accountable. You are the driving force to your own destiny. So you're the one that needs to understand what you need to do and the consequences of not doing it. And try not to sweat the small stuff. So I'm Leon Deggs, and, well, this episode got recorded in the end, right? But am I happy with it? Well, who can tell? But probably not. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome to Season 2.